0: Today's show is sponsored by Rollbar. Visit rollbar.com slash test and code and get their bootstrap plan free for 90 days. Today we're talking to Laura Gaetano from the Travis Foundation. We talk about the open source grants, exorcism.io, Rails Girls Summer of Code, diversity tickets, conference support, prompt, and speaker all really great projects. I think you'll enjoy the show. Welcome to Testing Code, a podcast about software development and software testing. A couple weeks ago, I talked with Josh Calderemus, even though I mispronounced his name at the time, uh, from Travis CI, and that was episode 14. One of the things we covered was the Travis Foundation, which was a surprise to me, and it sounded really cool. So Laura has joined me on the podcast to talk about the Travis Foundation. So I don't know very much about it. Other than what I learned last time, but let's start from the start. So, what is the Travis Foundation? Can you tell me more about it?
1: Basically, the foundation aims to support open source, the open source community, and um, diversity in tech. So, these are its two main goals. It was started around two and a half years ago, three years ago, um, by Travis CI. And it was sort of a way. For, for Travis as a company to, to support the same community that it wouldn't have been able to exist without. So the open source community that, that supported travis ci as a company
0: when did you come in
1: um so i actually came in really recently a few months ago oh wow i joined yeah i joined the foundation a few months ago i've been sort of working or doing things indirectly for one of the foundation projects for a few years yeah officially i'm at the foundation as of um, december 2015 so it's only been a couple of months
0: One of the things that I was really surprised by and thrilled with was, and I wanted to know more about, was this open source grants part of the foundation.
1: So the open source grants, it was actually an idea of Josh and it's referred to as Josh's baby. (laughs) Yeah. As you might know, sort of Travis CI has its roots in, in the open source community. And so the idea was we want to, to give back to the open source community and, What better way than trying to figure out a way to support open source project maintainers um, financially so that they're able to, um, you know, not do this on the side, but for a couple of months or something um, that they're able to focus on just their open source project um, full time. That's, um, That's the idea behind it.
0: Are there limitations? Is it any open source project?
1: While the open source grants, sort of the, the concept or as part of Travis Foundation is um, is a few years old, we've been reworking the concept a little bit and sort of trying to figure out what works and what doesn't. Uh, maybe the very first, let's say, um, limitation is that right now, because the only people who work on Travis Foundation are me and Annika. Um, we're unable to focus on more than one open source project at a time okay. so currently um, um, currently what what we're doing is um, that we want to support projects um, that don't have stable funding um, and which help to raise diversity in open source so again it's kind of this idea of of um, you know open source the open source community and sort of the diversity within it, which we want to, um, which we want to improve. Currently we are, we are raising funds for, um, exorcism.io, which, um, I'm not sure if you know the, the platform, the project, but, well, um,
0: only through the research that I was doing to try to mm-hmm. get ready for this conversation. I found it. And, I've got to go try it. It looks pretty cool. So what is exorcism? So you're working with them right now or is this coming up
1: soon? Um, it's coming up soon. So basically um, this is the next sort of grantee that we have um, is exorcism.io. Um, what we do um, for the open source grants is we collect funds for a specific project and then we um, that money goes towards um towards uh, supporting the maintainer in you know in working on their open source projects full time for a few months. Um we're yeah we're cu- currently raising the funds and we're hoping to sort of have enough um so that Katrina Owen the maintainer of exorcism.io can can start working full time um on her project as soon as possible. Um the idea of exorcism.io, and I also I really like the idea of of the platform and the project, um, is that um, any developer, um, any programmer, uh, whether you know, code uh, newbies or experienced programmers, would then um, would go to exorcism.io and um, log in and. They're able to download uh, practice problems in different languages, and they they then submit their solution. And the great thing about the platform is that she uh, Katrina has really tried to sort of build this community with it. So um, programmers can then uh, comment on each other's code, and as a as a newcomer. Um, as a beginner you can actually get really great feedback on on the style of of your code and on what you could have done better and basically like a little sort of code review um code review platform
0: yeah Um, i I, yeah i definitely have to try it i was noticing that there's there's some upcoming ones but good grief there's there's too many to list um for languages they've got python of mm-hmm. course um and there but there's there's even c++ stuff in here and and elixir perl wow uh rust i've got to try that so this actually this is the, the kind of one of the things that i i like to to learn new languages but I don't really often have a reason to or some sort of goal in mind. So having these uh, problems to say, you don't have to learn the whole language, just learn enough to solve this problem. Um, that's uh, pretty cool. I like the idea. Um, yeah. And I do notice there, so there is a, at the top of the exorcism.io page, there is a donate button so people can uh, donate. Uh, Looks like through Patreon and PayPal right now.
1: Yeah, that's so. right.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Patreon. I've got, um, thank you, Patreon supporters that are supporting the show right now. Uh, I've got a handful of people uh, that help support the podcast as well. So that's pretty neat. And at one of these days, I'm going to have to try to get, uh, one of the uh, Patreon people on because they are in Python. Um, I know that I'm, I'm migrating away from just focusing on Python on this podcast, but it's still <laughs> dear, dear to my heart. So, um, so that's uh, working with them is coming up and that's something you will be working on soon.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: I'll get back to the discussion with Laura here real soon and we'll talk about the rest of the projects that they're involved in. But right now, I want to tell you about this podcast's first sponsor, which is Rollbar. I am going to tell you what Rollbar does. You'll think this is cool, but it doesn't matter if you need this or not. This is fun. Go to com slash test and code. The last part of slash test and code, of course, is to let them know that it was a good idea to sponsor the show. So if you go to com slash test and code, you can check out the features later. For now, go there click the Live Demo. This is just pure geek fun. What you're looking at are errors and warnings and logs for a live web app. Which app? At the top of the page, click on Demo App. There are links and buttons that intentionally cause errors in the app, even JavaScript errors. I spent like 20 minutes playing with this. It's really fun. Okay, now go back and look at the features. Now I'll tell you what it does. So you just saw it. With Rollbar, you don't have to rely on users to report errors. You don't have to dig through log files trying to debug issues. And you don't have to deal with millions of alerts flooding your inbox. With Rollbar's full-stack error monitoring, you get the context, insight, and control you need to find and fix bugs fast with a lot less noise. It's easy to install. You can start tracking production errors and deployment in eight minutes or less. Rollbar works with all major languages and frameworks, including Python. You can integrate Rollbar into your existing workflow, send error alerts to Slack or, or HipChat, or automatically create new issues in GitHub, Jira, Pivot Tracker, etc. So they have a special offer that they gave to Test & Code listeners. And when you go to rollbar.com slash testandcode, yes, it does tell them that it's a good idea to sponsor the show. But you can sign up and get the bootstrap plan free for 90 days. That's 300,000 error track. Did I read that right? Yep, 300,000 errors tracked for free. Wow, that's great. And 90 days? So the normal demo is 14 days. That's not enough. 90 days. So that gives you like 30 days to procrastinate and then, yeah, like a few minutes to install it and then two months to actually get some some value out of it for free. You can't beat that. So right now, go to rollbar.com slash test code unless you're driving, then, you know, just click the show notes later and, and I'll have that link in there. Thanks. Now let's go back and continue our talk with Laura about the other projects. There's Rails Girls, Summer of Code, Diversity Tickets, Conference Support, Prompt, and Speakernin. They're all great projects. Let's find out more about them. The Foundation uh, supports a lot of projects, right? Let's, let's see, it's foundation.travis-ci.org.
1: Um, so uh, the project that kind of brought me to the foundation was Rails Girl Summer of Code, which is an initiative that was started in 2013 by Annika, uh, who is now currently the CEO of Travis Foundation, and by Sven, who is one of the co-founders of Travis CI, and Rails Go Summer of Code is basically a scholarship program that supports uh, women in open source communities. And um, the idea is to sort of give these women three months and uh, money for three months uh, so that they can uh, contribute to an open source project. So that's kind of the idea behind it. Maybe I can tell you a little bit about the diversity tickets and about the other projects that, that we're working on currently um so diversity tickets um basically one thing that, that Travis Foundation also tries to do is um, as you know there's there's sort of a huge lack of of diversity in some uh, tech communities, and so at conferences um, it's you start to see sort of a more diverse speaker lineup but um a few years back, it was pretty um Yeah, it was pretty non-diverse. And so, um, one thing that Travis Foundation tries to do is to support conferences in having more diverse attendees and, and sort of, yeah, basically having a more, a more diverse, offering a more diverse conference experience. And so we do, um, something which is a little bit like, diversity consulting, um, and we pair this um, with this idea of the diversity tickets, um, which is uh, one thing that a few conferences have started to do in the last few years, um, offering um, tickets for um, especially for underrepresented groups in tech. Um, and and so most of the time, every conference conference sort of has to build their own system from scratch and they have to, you know, set up a form so that um, possible attendees would fill it out. And then they have to go through like a selection process. And it's all very tedious as a conference organizer to, um, to sort of have to deal with, with this extra layer of like organization, like when you could be sort of focusing on, on, on the speaker lineup and on reaching out to to initiatives and sort of leaving, let's say, the the dirty work to someone else. And so, um, we um, together with uh, we've paired with a, a study group in Berlin called Ruby Monsters, uh, who have built this um, diversity tickets um, app for us. And we basically use this app uh, so attendees um, or event organizers are able to. Um, set up their conference on the diversity tickets website and we, we approve it. Um, And then after that attendees can sort of sign up for diversity tickets uh, for that conference. And it makes, yeah, the aim is to make everything a little bit easier for conferences so that they can focus on actually organizing their conference. And
0: I, I guess I don't, I don't understand the benefit still to the, to the individual, Uh, going to trying to go to a conference are the the tickets subsidized by the conference itself or
1: Um, yes so maybe yeah that's actually something that i kind of skipped over um so conferences in the past have sort of yeah offered diversity tickets with the possibility um either to um, so some they do it in different ways i guess some Try and find you know sponsors who will sponsor a certain number of of free t- tickets for these underrepresented groups in tech um, some conferences um offer the possibility to um to regular attendees to buy like um supporter tickets so maybe like fifty percent of so th- the ticket might be um have a higher price and um, maybe a third or one half of, of the price of the ticket will go towards sort of a money pool to then, uh, to then support these, um, free diversity tickets. So conferences do it in a Mm -hmm. different way. Um, but yeah, basically the idea is if they want to, to give some of their, um, uh, some of their attendees the possibility to apply for a free ticket, um, they can they can use the app
0: <clears throat> that's really yeah. pretty cool um, yes <laughs> okay that's diversity tickets and um, co- conference support Do you guys um, then ha- try to help support various conferences all over the place or
1: um, yeah so uh, by conference support we mean uh, so some conferences are organized by initiatives that are for example unable to to handle um, you know, um, uh, donations or sponsorships, like as in they're unable to actually take in this money. Um, they're unable to, to write invoices for, for the money that they receive from sponsors. And so we handle, um, we handle, uh, the financial side of things. Uh, we handle donations and we do, um, we do the same for some of the other projects that are listed on the page, um so we've supported in the past um like um j s and c s s e u um last year uh by um yeah um and and open tech school conf was an- another one that sort of required our help for this financial stuff
0: okay if it makes sense mm-hmm <clears throat> And, uh, so there's two others. Did you want to talk about those?
1: Or? Yeah. Speak, so there's, we have speak in and, 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 prompt, um, for, for both these projects. Um, we also handle, you know, donations and, and taxes. These two projects. So a uh, prompt is, uh, I'll also give you links to, to all of these so that you can, you can also sort of, um, check them out. Um, But um, Prompt is actually a really interesting uh, project. Um, The idea behind it is that they want to talk about the problem of mental health in tech. So issues like depression and imposter syndrome and um, confidence issues, um, eating disorders, and basically a lot of things which, you know, which are common among, among humans, but which which are in some ways like really common in tech and which are some things that we don't really talk about. Um, So prompt are basically an initiative who want to um, talk about these things and who want to support um, speakers who then uh, fly to conferences to actually talk about their personal experiences related to, um, to mental health and mental illnesses um, in their field of, yeah, in their field yeah and and it's just initiatives like these who are um which are which kind of have this great idea but of course don't don't necessarily sort of have the means to um you know to set up a company or something like that who are unable to uh, to handle uh, to handle donations and all the these financial things we we uh, we deal with that for them which i think makes it Really easy for them to then focus on, on the stuff that they really want to focus on, which is, um, offering resources to people who are interested in the topic and, um, finding new speakers, uh, to, to send to conferences. Uh, yeah. So I actually, I really personally really like that initiative. And, um, yeah, I think it should be more, more known.
0: Yeah, actually some of the some of the people that I've um follow and know, I guess virtually online uh, within the last year, I've, a couple of them have talked about different um uh depression issues that they've fought with and um I think that's pretty prevalent. And uh, actually all these sound neat. There's um we haven't covered speakerinn. Yes. The headline says uh org was created to increase the visibility of women in the field of public speaking. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, that's also uh, a project that is uh, super dear to my heart uh, because there is that problem of, of um, visibility of women in at conferences, and unfortunately, not just tech conferences, but it's it's a problem that we actually have. Like, I mean, it's a it's a problem that that there is in, in, in society, like women just seem less visible and, um, yeah, on stages and, and at conferences. And so Speakerinnen is basically a, a platform that was created, um, for, uh, conference organizers to find their speakers. Uh, the idea is if you go to speakerinnen.org, you can register as a speaker and you can you can create your own profile um, and add sort of uh categories and topics that, that you know that you consider yourself um an expert in or that um you have some experience about. And um that should basically give uh, conference uh conference organizers the possibility to find you and to to reach out to you, so that you can, um, so that they can invite you to speak at their conference and make their um, ultimately their speaker lineup a bit more diverse. Um, as far as I know, they've reached like a thousand. They've got more than a thousand women registered on the website. As a speaker, you can also add um, because the the project was created by um, by a group of um, of women in, in Berlin. So, um, as a speaker, you can actually add the languages um, you're you're fluent in and your location. And so, um, there's actually there's not just um, German speakers on there, and there's not just um, sort of Germany based speakers. So, it's it's a good opportunity for for conference organizers to actually find um, yeah find women.
0: Are there U.S. speakers as well here? Then
1: um, you know? I would probably have to look it up, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, but
0: well, if yeah. they're not, there should be. So anybody, anybody out there that wants to speak, you gotta, you should sign up. So exactly,
1: maybe ultimately it's going to become the platform for people to find their conference speakers. So yeah, if yeah, if enough um, women from all over the world register.
0: I definitely want people to get in um get involved check out uh the Travis foundation and every every project you support and um I, actually every one of them sounds really cool and i and definitely worthwhile one of the things I'd like to highlight that I think is neat is just the the top level meta thing of um that I'd like to see more companies embrace is that the the notion that a open source project became a company which then gives back by creating, by doing this foundation work and giving back in the ways that Travis has. And I just, that's a neat model. And I don't think that Travis, the Travis foundation would, or Travis company would have any problem with other people emulating that and doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely not. It's, it's just, it's something that's needed. Like, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that open source is, um, I mean, I just love the concept of it that you, you know, you can work on it whenever you like, and it's not, it's not sort of like a nine to nine to five thing where you just kind of have to get these things fixed and, and it's sort of, it's for a lot of people, it's a, it's a side project and it's, it's something that they really do because they're passionate, but we can't avoid, um, The big issue there, which is that um, open source project maintainers really put so much time into, into working on these projects and they're unpaid for it. And it becomes really difficult to sort of have a sustainable, sustainable model for open source and just having projects die out because the maintainer is getting burned out is really not the right way to go.
0: Yeah, and definitely since even a lot of companies are, the, whether they um, are doing web stuff or not, a lot of companies benefit from, um, I can't think of any tech company that probably doesn't benefit from open source projects. So it's having some way for people to give back. I'd like to actually, one of the things I'd like to see is um, some companies do this thing where you can do, uh, have some of your, uh, employees can take some of their, um, a, a percentage of their salary and donate it to, or a certain amount every month and donate it to something. And the company does matching. I'd love to yeah. see companies do sort of matching funds through, um, to, to groups like you and others. Um, I think that, or an open source project, I think that'd be cool if that was possible. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a fun conversation.
1: Um, yeah, thanks for inviting us to, uh, to talk about
0: all of our projects and what we do. That's great. Show notes can be found at testpodcast.com. All the links are in the show notes. Thank you again to Patreon supporters. And thanks again to Rollbar for sponsoring the show. If you enjoy this show, please encourage Rollbar and others to continue sponsoring us. Do that by showing it works for them to do so visit rollbar.com slash test and code check out the features play with the demo and try the bootstrap plan for free for 90 days thank you for listening